0: The volume.
1: Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage. if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in arizona colorado connecticut iowa illinois indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia or wyoming All right, welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever on Volume Sports YouTube channel, Alex Monaco. Chilling with Live Moods, Live. We are well into the NBA playoffs. Finally, we're underway. Coming off a huge upset last night. I was on the Suns Crazy. like a madman. I was two for three last night, but again, when you put them in a parlay, you uh you catch an L regardless. How are you, you doing do. with your bets to start the playoffs?
0: Um, I started the playoffs really hot. Full transparency, I'm on a total cold streak right now with my player props and uh it happens. I mean, I'm handicapping all the same, I'm doing the same research, I'm looking at the same websites and sometimes you're just off. So I think I kind of feel like I'm getting a better idea of each player's role on the teams and what they're going to look like in the playoffs and so I think hopefully we will get out of this slump, but yeah, I mean, I started really hot. I was like four and O two back-to-back nights. And now I'm like, not doing well. So, uh, we're, you know, we're going to bounce back. It'll be fine. But yeah, it's, it happens. It's gambling. You're up and you're down and that's the reality. So.
1: Yeah, their series and their marathons a series. I'm I'm with Uncle Colin on shortening them in the first round, the best of five. I think it'd be way more compelling. But here we are in sure. some marathons of first rounds. Let's start out with the most highly anticipated matchup here for opening lines. We have the Nets on the road against the Celtics. Yep. Coming off of Tatum, game winning layup. The line has moved from three, four and a half in game one down to three and a half. Brooklyn getting those points and plus 136 on the money line. How are you feeling about Boston versus Brooklyn round two?
0: I think this is by far going to be one of the most exciting series that we get in this first round. I think uh, I'm going to give you a little story because I was shook. I I was obviously traveling that day from Atlanta back home. And so I get on the airplane and, you know, things are looking pretty good for the Celtics. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, they've got this in the bag. I had two props that that game. Um, They both hit. So I was like, yeah, nice. Okay. The Celtics are on fire. I had taken an Al Horford and a Marcus Smart prop. So feeling great about where where they were at. The fact that by the time I landed, it was a buzzer beater type of game to me was very shocking. I did not see it going that direction. When I started watching that game, it was trending in the direction of a blowout by the Celtics. That's what I had envisioned by the end of that game. So I'm giving credit to the Brooklyn Nets here because I did not expect them to keep the game that close and to, I mean, they almost won the game. Shout out to Jason Tatum for finishing it off and, and getting it done for the Celtics, but I did not see it going that direction. So I'm struggling with this game a little bit because obviously the Nets have hustle um, and they're going to be hungry for a little bit of revenge here because they were very close to winning that game and did not, but this Celtics team to me very well coached strong defensively. Marcus smart just announced defensive player of the year. So they've got a little bit of momentum in their favor and they do strike me as the type of team that buttons up and figures it out. Like, okay, we cannot let it get that close again. Like that should not have happened. We should have won that game by 10 and we didn't. So Believe it or not, I do lean Celtics minus three and a half because I haven't seen enough consistency from the Nets throughout the regular season to believe that they can do that again. I am not saying it was luck, but I don't know if they can consistently compete with a strong team like the Celtics back to back now when the Nets go home. That's a different story. I'm going to start leaning on the Nets a little more. But in this one, I like the Celtics to just button up here, figure out what they need to do differently, and make sure that they don't have a close call like that again. So I do lean Celtics minus three and a half.
1: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It's uh, always a tough out with Boston at home and the, the Kyrie situation. And I, I fully back Kyrie on clapping back. I can't believe you I do you too. Find, 100%. But ridiculous. But that man put up 39 in the middle of Ramadan, he had no food and no water. All right, He's now nuts. we got it. Now He's we got nuts. a night game. Now we got him fed. Now we got him <laughs> hydrated. Kyrie
0: Irving is on food for this one, y'all. So just just keep that in mind.
1: It is worth. Mentioning, I, I do hear through the grapevine that he's actually more dialed when he is on Ramadan and focus on his thoughts. But a couple of things point out in game one that I don't think can be replicated. And I don't see four Celtics getting over 20 points in game two. Horford played out of his mind. Smart played out of his mind. I don't see both of them getting over 20 plus. And if you look at the rest of the production from the The team, no one was even close to double digits. And then you look at the role players for the Nets in game one. Curry gave you nine. Draymond gave you, uh, Drummond gave you eight, excuse me. Brown gave you five and Patty Mills gave you three. That's all lower production. I mean, Brown had an 18 point performance against them at the end of the season in that 11 point victory Patty Mills is always good for double digits. Right. And Curry's a 15 a game a guy. And Drummond's really been a, a double double machine there a, a lot of the games with the Nets down the stretch. You also have the element that Durant was only nine to 24 shooting. So this game that two quarters, one point separated them. Celtics won the third by 11. Nets won the fourth by 10. It was a back and forth game. I for was sure. on Nets four and a half. And I felt great about it, except for a little bit in the third there. But their ability to erase, live that fourth quarter deficit. And I was in the airport too, actually, coming back from a buddy's wedding. So I was watching this in an airport everyone was looking at me like a madman. Cause I'm, I'm screaming at the, the screen. <laughs> you are the a
0: madman, Monaco. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, I just, I don't know. I mean, the net shot better from the field. They shot better from three free throws were eerily the same 19 to 24. I think the two key elements, last thing I'll say is Brooklyn attempted only 22 shots from eight feet or less. And, that without Robert Williams and, and equating to only 32 points in the paint for them, which is 14 below their season average, that's a big ingredient there, as well as giving Boston 15 points off turnovers. I just think there's a lot of kind of interesting stats here that make me feel like Brooklyn's winning this game outright. I'm taking them three and a half, but I'm taking them on the money line as well. I think this series goes back to Boston or back to Brooklyn 1 1
0: okay okay i just uh, one thing off of what you just said about how the nets performed offensively a lot of the starters were you know under double digits i don't think that's a coincidence i do think that that is the celtics defense being dominant like we've seen all season long so if they can continue that i do think we're going to see a very similar trend in terms of you know patty mills not really scoring as well drummond not scoring as well even kevin durant not scoring as well so i think It's not, it's not a coincidence that they scored that way. I think that is credit to the Celtics defense. I also think. Guys like Marcus Smart and guys like Al Horford played the way that they did because all season long, the Nets have been giving up a lot of points to that position in the last 15 and 15, I'm using two weeks now, last 15, the Nets have given up the second most points to opposing point guards. So their lack of defense is putting those guys that you're not really used to seeing have big offensive games. Like I took Al Horford and Marcus Smart for that reason. I looked at how the Nets are defending this, you know, the other positions and they're giving up a lot of points to point guards and a lot of points to power forward. So that was my reason for taking those bets. And I think if the Nets can't figure out their defense, um, that's where they're going to struggle. I think the big discrepancy between these two teams is defense and the Celtics have been strong all season. The Nets haven't been. So if the Nets can start locking down some of those guys, then you might be onto something with that money line bet.
1: No, well said. Last thing I'll say is if Steve Nash doesn't call a play again in the last 90 seconds of the game, I'm going to lose my bad beat mind. I I mean, literally, they're (laughs) dribbling around. No sense of urgency in terms of ball movement. It was – and Kevin Durant was pushed around all game. And and like he got pushed around that last shot too. It's just the coaching right now is driving me nuts in Brooklyn. I am a a little concerned about that. Agreed. Let's move on to north of the border for game two on the slate tonight. I'm a little shocked by the line. Considering Philly's dominance in game one and game two, they come into Toronto a minus one and a half point favorite, minus 120 on the money line. How you feeling about game three, Philly and the Raptors?
0: Um you know, it's really tough because I I went into this series thinking that the Raptors could actually upset the 76ers. And after game one and game two, I don't know how you back the Raptors right now. I mean, just, I, I took a bet on Siakam just the other night and they had him so locked out. Defensively, he could not do a thing. I mean, he was taking shots and just getting I mean they had so much good defense coverage on him and I think he's a huge um offensive weapon for them Scotty Barnes being out I think that's a huge loss for the Raptors and it really makes me sad for them because he was so dominant all season long and now I saw that he's in a boot so I don't even know when he's returning um I don't know how you back the Raptors right now They're, they're they're inability to stay in the game and to even keep it close with the 76ers team. Now I will say towards the end of that last game, game two, they did start to creep up there. They had a nice little run. I was like, okay, this game might not be over, but I just think they're outmatched. I think they're absolutely outmatched in this one. I think if you get James Harden playing smart basketball, the 76ers team is pretty complete. You've got big man and Joel Embiid. Obviously he's in conversation for MVP and Tyrese Maxey, is the future he is the present and he is the future this guy I want to call him a kid because he really truly is one compare in comparison to his teammates he is the future Tyrese Maxey is the future the way that he plays his energy his ability to find a shot make a shot From the three-point line, I mean, he just has a hustle about him that is so crucial for the 76ers team. And I think he feeds so well between James Harden and Joel Embiid. I think Tyrese Maxey will single-handedly be the reason that the 76ers go all the way. He is playing out-of-his-mind basketball. I love watching him play. I just think that right now the Raptors are outmatched. With Scottie Barnes, it may be a different story, but I can't back the Raptors right now, so I'm going to take the 76ers minus two.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't I don't see how we can. Uh, they're banged up without Gary Trent yeah. and those streaky threes, and of course Scotty Barnes' production. They just don't have enough within an Obi Siakam and Freddie. I mean, I where do you go after that? I mean, Boucher off the bench. That's it. I I, I don't I don't feel like the depth for Toronto is there. No, it's not. Um, and they're two and five covering in the last seven. They're giving up more than they're scoring in the last seven. And if they're giving up 114 and the Sixers are averaging 116 since Harden's been there, I mean, that's just, it's tough. And quite frankly, I don't know if this will happen again, but... Toronto only went to the line 12 times in game two. It was a little bit of a talk of the town and Philly went 30 times. So yeah, Joel Embiid's
0: a baby. I got to say it. Let, let me, let me just, I, I'm I'm totally cutting you off here, Monaco, but let me just <laughs> say this. Okay. And this is going to ruffle feathers. And I already know that it's going to ruffle feathers. I have always been Jokic MVP. Jokic is better than Embiid. And everyone's like, rah, rah. she knows nothing. She's from Denver. Hey, okay. Um, yeah, I am from Denver and there may be a little bit of bias there, but Embiid, man, take away the free throw line. Crickets chirping. I mean, he sits at that free throw line. He's flopping around. He's grab- holding his face. I mean, it's like, dude, you are way too talented and way too strong and way too big to be spending half the game on the floor. End of discussion. Come on now, stand up. Let's play some basketball. Like I started to get a little annoyed. I started. He's a a soccer
1: fan, Liv. He plays FIFA. He. This is why he flails and flops, and he watches Italy soccer. He plays. I'm over it. I'm over it. It's a real thing.
0: Jokic is great. Joel Embiid is great, but you remove the free throw line, and it's no. There is no conversation. Jokic is the better center, and I think that's important. Jokic, that's a whole nother conversation for another day, but he habitually does not get the foul calls he deserves. He's getting hacked on left and right. And it is what it is. He just keeps playing ball. But Embiid, yeah, he spent a little too much time on the ground for me. I was kind of getting a little frustrated, but I'm sure it'll work again. So that being said, yeah, I'm not backing the Raptors because if Embiid's at the line half the game, it's a wrap.
1: Yeah, I think they Philly wins one of these two games in Toronto. I just don't know which one. I, I don't see Toronto getting swept. This could be the game, but I mean five double digit, right. five double figure starters last last game, including Danny Green, who just got up and, and yammed. I mean crazy. I got one for you, too. Tobias Harris, this is a, a guy who has scored 19-plus points in 15 of his last 16 playoff games for Philly. He's gone for 20-plus in game one and two, 23 and 20. So Tobias Harris is really playing the role that they wanted him to play when he came there. Yep. And then you add in Maxi; It's it's really all making Harden They're look great. better than he should. But
0: Absolutely.
1: And the road team, ironically, in this series is – very prevalent prior to the last game of the regular season. It was like a seven straight road team victory between these two. Everyone was winning on the roads. Obviously that didn't carry over into the game one and game two, but either way, Philly plays in Toronto pretty well in, in the last couple seasons. So I'm going to back Philly with you here and let's not forget the Raptors went on a 20 to two garbage time run. So that game really, really wasn't even close. I mean, they outscored him right. by 16 in one of those quarters. Agreed. All right, this one's interesting. I've gone back and forth a little bit on this Bulls-Bucks 10-point line. Bucks at home, minus 10. one by six in game one. It was sloppy. It was ugly. It was well under the total. Vegas had Bulls are plus 400 on the money line, getting 10. How do you feel about game two in Milwaukee?
0: Um. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I naturally, my first response is 10 is too many points. It's the same thing I said for the last game. Um, and they ended up covering that 10 point spread 10's just a lot. I mean, it's a lot in a playoff spot. Cause you're, the expectation is that the bulls show up um, and they're playing competitive. They're playing competitive basketball. And we've, we've seen that the bulls are capable of that. I mean, um, there's a little bit of inconsistencies with the Bulls. And and to be honest with you, I think there was a lot of hype early on in the season and it kind of died off, uh, which is unfortunate for them. But I I just 10 is a lot of points. Ten 10 to me is a lot of points, even for the Bulls. And I don't I don't necessarily think that the Bucks are too concerned with winning by 10. I think they just want to get the win. Uh, So I do lean bulls plus 10 here, but it's an interesting one. And it's not one that I would enjoy betting on and, or enjoy watching based off of how the last game was. Um, But I I do lean 10 just because that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It is because the Bucs have the Bulls number. I think they've won 19 in their last 20 against them. And I believe 12 of the last 14 were by double digits, but this is the playoffs and you're not going to get a mail it in night. It's, it's all in. I, I look at a couple factors in the game. I, DeRozan was six for 25. Levine was six and 19. I mean, they both shot under 30% and, and put up 36, which one of them is capable of putting up 36, any game. So, right. This was a season worst 32% from the from the field for the Bulls, 19% from 3. So that scares me, but it also scares me that the Bucks had 21 turnovers and still won, excuse me, I think they won by 7 not 6. So that 21 turnovers won't happen again. It was just a very ugly, poor game and the Bucks Yeah, it was didn't ugly shoot. for sure. Yeah, they didn't shoot very well either. I mean, they shot 40% from the field, 26 from 3. So I'm I'm nervous to go either or here just to make a pick. I'll probably lean swallowing the points solely because this Bucks team is at home and they get going, they get going. And I, I've never seen a team that double digit routes teams more just effortlessly than the Bucks, And that game, you could have got a live bet at minus two there in the fourth quarter. And that was just an absolute Christmas gift in April. And I just, this <laughs> Bull, this Bulls team is just not their they're bottom five on the road as a yeah, cover all tough. season, but it is, I, I think, I think for our listeners that, that live might be on the sharp side here because it is, it is plus 10, and that's a, a large, large number. But I, I just – I don't – I know that DeRozan and Levine will, will play better tonight, but I also Right, and that see.
0: makes a huge difference for sure.
1: Yeah, I just I don't see the Bucks turning the ball over 21 times. I mean, it's a top three offense too. So uh, 93 points for them is an anomaly. I mean, they could get 115 effortlessly, and then if it becomes a shootout, you know, it could be 115, 102, 103, no problem, and they cover. So uh, this is probably a game where you fan duel, same game parlay it, maybe Bucks double result, little Giannis player prop, something of that ilk. But just for for making a pick, sake, I'm going to go Bucks minus 10 okay I'm we sorry
0: all but one one
1: That's of us good. one of one of us is is winning tonight and one of us <laughs> will be well, feeling good I am on a
0: little bit of a cold streak so I'm gonna tell the I'm gonna tell the the viewers to maybe tell monaco on this one because I don't know I'm gonna get I out took, of this rut of mine but we'll see
1: I took the suns several times <laughs> yesterday so
0: that just well, shows that you really had faith in them and they let you down big time.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the NBA playoffs. Everyone steals one. So on that thought, Everybody. we're uh, we're on to the next show coming up next tomorrow, I believe. So we'll hopefully cash you some W's. Any last thoughts, any player props, anything you're looking at before we jam?
0: No, I mean, I think, you know, obviously these are, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big time people on these teams, obviously look at guys like, if you do believe KD is going to have a better game and he is not going to perform the way he did last game, obviously look at his props. Um, I'm definitely going to look at Maxi's props because I absolutely love watching him play. Giannis is a great one. So yeah, there's a few guys in there that you can definitely look at to either have a bounce back night or just keep dominating the way that they always do. So there's a few in there. I haven't locked any in yet, but I'll, I'll be sure to post them all over my channels if I do.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to tell you on some props. I know you, you get, you get hard on yourself when you don't hit a couple, but you always bounce back.
0: Hopefully, hopefully the bounce back starts tonight. That's what I need. I need it to start tonight.
1: All right. And a special shout out to our producer Brumley for getting married in this last week. <laughs> our guy is tied. The married the knot. Man. We have a married producer. It is a true pleasure to be rocking with him. We're happy for him for tying the knot and, and having a great wedding weekend. And he produced a wedding like a gentleman, like we knew he would, just like he Absolutely. produces our show. So shout had out no to I no doubts. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow on the Best Gambling Show. For Live. I'm Alex. We're out. See ya. The Volume.